Welcome to Loving the Skin I'm In. I'm your host, Lacey Huff. Let's take a deeper look at the meaning of skin deep, really pulling back the layers to uncover our inner beauty. As someone who went through a debilitating and life-changing skin disorder, I became a wellness advocate to give people the tools to managing your mindset, living through the pain, and truly loving the skin we're in at all stages. Let's dive in through a journey of a thousand layers. Hi, welcome back to my podcast. This is episode three, and this one's really harder for me than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I put it off for a week because I had some heavy stuff going on in my life. Um, with some loss, and I knew that this one was going to be pretty in-depth. So here is my story through topical steroid withdrawal. There is a recording before this, um, episode two, which brings us to this part of the story, up to where I stopped using steroids and topical treatments for my skin rashes. So if you've listened to the last episode, you will know, sort of brought up to this point. Um, On April 19th, 2016 was the very last day that I used any topical treatments for eczema, dermatitis, any kind of skin rash, uh, because I really felt like... um, Well, I knew at that point that I had an answer and that it was topical steroid withdrawal that my skin was going through. And what happened within the next few days of me using nothing on my skin, basically, was eruptions on my skin um, that most people would have run to the doctor and said, give me some treatment for this. Uh, But since I had been treating my skin for years and with the newfound information um, online from my friend that was going through topical steroid withdrawal, she had been to a physician down in San Diego or LA and he had studied the, um, topical steroid addiction and withdrawal. So I knew that I was on the path to healing. I just had no idea, absolutely no idea what that was going to be like. So I'm going to walk you through what happened to my skin. And then I really encourage anyone that's listening to uh, message me, with questions. Um, I am more than willing to share my journey and in hopes of spreading awareness and helping anyone else that um, suffers from skin ailments. And I have to put a little pointer in here right now that I currently am experiencing some rashing on my face again. And I can't quite figure out why after six years, um, actually four years of being for the most part, um, 
healed, quote unquote, and I use the word healed um, lightly because I think that our life is a journey through um, healing and recovery and um, finding out what's along the path that we need to redirect or fix or um, guide in some way. So I currently have some facial rash and, um, you know, I sort of feel like I have bought um, some fungal infections since uh, my recovery from TSW and dialed in, you know, my diet and, you know, try to live a very balanced lifestyle, but on the mo- for the most part, it's very healthy. Um, and I am also in menopause. Yay, yay, yay. And as most women know, when we're going through our normal menstrual cycle, our monthly cycling, we have skin issues like acne and breakouts and rashes. And through my research, I have found that, you know, in menopause, there can be some facial rashes and flaring and things like that. So it has brought me back to a point of, you know, kind of full circle. I'm not back to by any stretch where I was um, and not in the pain that I was, but the recognition of feeling uncomfortable again and just feeling like. I, my skin doesn't look normal. So I have a lot more empathy again and um, emotional support for my fellow TSW warriors. So with that, what started to happen when I stopped using was these patchy rashes on my hips and then it continued to um, erupt down my thighs and affect my groin area and what that looked like was swelling at first an enormous amount of swelling and oozing and burning and itching. And when I say itching, it is only someone that has been through TSW will understand that the itching is what we refer to as a deep bone itch. And it's like an itch that you can never satisfy. Um, And I get questions all the time now in my recovery on the other side of my recovery from the TSW community does the itch ever stop? And I can say, yes, my itching has stopped in that element. I can scratch an itch now and it goes away. So very thankful for that. So the rash, basically it was a rash that, you know, if you've ever had hives and they're red and patchy, well, it was like that, but everything combined, all of the redness combined together as one whole rash. The swelling, which we call edema, the burning, the itching, the oozing. Um, later on in the cycle, it would flake, the skin would dry out and shed. Um, but it was like this cycle a thousand, a million times over. 
Um, and so as I went about my life in those first few weeks, I was wrapping my thighs with gauze and, you know, like ace bandages. I was wearing sweatpants, loose, stretchy pants, you know, nothing form fitting. Um, and I, I specifically remember about two, three weeks in where I just sat there in my living room, my husband's looking at me and I just broke down because I knew that I needed to do this, but I still, as a human had this in my mind, like, am I doing the right thing? Should I be doing this? But there was something so strong in me that knew the other direction backwards to go back on creams or to get an injection was not the answer. And there still wasn't a lot known about the journey through addiction and withdrawal. And, um, you know, I feel today there still is not a lot. There is more. There's a lot more information. But, you know, and I think that I'm a person that's needing answers. And I just couldn't get all the answers that I needed. So I felt, and plus being in physical pain, if you've ever had a chronic illness or you've had physical pain for more than, you know, a few days, when that pain starts to become weeks and months, it's torture. And some of us have related this to being on chemo, having cancer and going through chemotherapy. Now, I personally have never gone through that. I know people that have. And also, I know people that have gone through chemotherapy and topical steroid withdrawal and say that the withdrawal is almost worse because you just don't know when there will be an end in sight. So as it traveled down my legs, it traveled down to my feet. Um, my ankles were so swollen that it was, I had no ankle bones recognizable. Um, and the swelling was not allowing my ankles to even bend normally. So I kept going. I kept each day just thinking I'm on the right path. I'm on the right path. And remember, this is in the first few weeks. And I spent two years like this. And sometimes people spend longer like this. So at that point, three weeks, four weeks in, I decide that I need to go see a doctor. Um, I didn't, I wasn't going to see a doctor so that I could be put back on steroids. Uh, I was going to see a doctor um, just out of concern for myself, just to make sure that there wasn't anything more going on. Now, I had testing done, I had allergy testing done, I had blood work done. My blood work levels looked normal. Um, allergy testing or testing with a naturopath during any sort of inflammation flare will read you as, you know, basically 
symptomatic to everything. So there wasn't any really good reads at that point because I, my body, my immune system was in overdrive, like hyper, you know, speed basically. So I went to this doctor. It wasn't my regular general practitioner. My best girlfriend came over, drove me to this appointment. She was such a huge support system to me through the whole entire thing. She still is. She is my rock when I need a female rock. My husband is a rock in one side and then my bestie, she is so giving and so loving. She would have done anything for me at that time. And she tried, she tried. So she takes me to this doctor. She goes in with me. He takes one look at me and basically in a very nasty, unkind way says, you need to go straight to the emergency room and get steroid injections. So on top of my already broken heart and weak spirit, I was crushed. Um, and I said, I absolutely will not do that. And we walked out of that doctor's appointment defeated. So I took myself home while she drove me home. I crawled back into bed, probably crawled back into the bath because at the time sitting in a bathtub of warm water was the only thing that soothed me. Although when I would get out of that bathtub, it would feel like acid fire all over my skin. So this went on and on for months, this cycle. Um, and it eventually traveled up my torso and to my arms, to my hands, to my neck. And surprisingly, my face wasn't affected until months later. I mean, I had minimal facial rash um, in the first six months. And, you know, it was a, a constant in the bath, out of the bath, get myself wrapped up um, using gauze, using paper towels for oozing, using compression on my ankles and my feet and my hands, using fingerless cotton gloves. So I would buy these um, they're sort of moisturizing gloves and I would cut the fingertips off of them so that I could still function doing dishes, um, and not letting wa too much water touch my hands. Um, and if I can share, if you haven't seen my Instagram page, um, under TSW highlights, you can go to my, um, highlights and see some of the photos of my skin during that first year. And my hands were so, so affected. Um, and I began using topical steroids on my hands. So that's the only thing I can think is that I treated them the most. Um, and they were the worst. <laughs> so at this point, um, I, about six months in, am trying different diets. I'm trying to eliminate foods. I'm trying 
the eczema diet. I am trying an autoimmune protocol. I am trying everything to figure out what's triggering this when I know it's withdrawal. So, um, but for me, I need, I need to do something. I can't just sit by and, you know, sometimes that's a negative thing because I'm like reading the book from front to back, like, where's the answer? Where's the answer? But truly the only answer was to go through the process and, you know, I encourage others going through it to just do what feels right to you. If that means eating whatever you want to eat makes you feel good, do that. If that means, you know, throwing yourself into a protocol that is quote unquote more healing um, for the gut, for the skin, because, you know, there are elements to taking supplements that will help some parts of you heal, whether that's internally or externally. I, for the first six, eight months, was also still using um, natural topical treatments. So um, coconut oil, olive oil, hemp oil, not all at the same time, but I tried all these different things. Um, I tried a product called Egyptian Magic, uh, that is on paper looks like an amazing product, but what in turn happened was I realized that that was making my skin worse. Like it wasn't, you know, it was just triggering to my skin. So I would put it on and I would become more itchy and more flared and more red. So, um, during this time to like the end of my first year, there started to be some research about um, uh, moisture withdrawal. So non-moisture treatment and moisture withdrawal are kind of two separate things. Uh, moisture withdrawal can mean no water on the skin. So no showering and no bathing. Um, non-moisture treatment or non-moisture therapy means more like not not drinking a lot of water and not putting water on the skin basically starving yourself of water um that wasn't something that i was willing to do um and there are differing opinions about all of these things so please just take what i'm saying as my experience i'm not telling anybody what's good bad or what to do or what not to do i know what i did and that is that's what i did i also know what other people have done and so i share that information um, with anyone that i'm working with or talking with about um, the withdrawal process and in general healing your skin like the rashing that i'm having now on my skin I am not putting anything on it at this point because I felt like what I was putting on it, just a regular hemp lotion, wasn't helping it. So I backtrack and I'm like, what what can make this better? Um, so at the end of that first year, I stopped um, taking long baths. Um, for me, a shower, a daily shower with cooler water under five minutes was my rule of thumb. Um, that felt better to me because in some way 
Uh, my skin was still oozing and burning, itching, flaking. The light water would, in a sense, and maybe it was a ritualistic thing for me just to rinse all, rinse that off quickly. I wasn't having as much of a struggle when I would get out of the water at this point of, you know, the burning. It was still there. The itching was still there, but it wasn't as severe as those first eight months, six, eight months had been. At this point, I stopped using lotion, cream, oil, everything. And I had heard and I have known in, that our bodies can make their own natural oils. And that was a part of the process with the steroid creams went internally and they shut down the making of my natural cortisone. So affected the cortisol levels, affected my adrenal glands. Something that happened in the early days too was temperature regulation. I, my body could not regulate its own temperature. So, um, I basically the fluid that was oozing out of my body created this, um, openness to, all of my senses and I was burning, my skin was burning, but I was freezing. <laughs> it's, it's such a weird process. So it would be a hundred degrees outside, but I could not be outside in the heat. I felt freezing and like the layers of skin that had, were shedding off were exposed, exposing me to the elements. Um, so it wasn't freezing. I felt freezing. I was shivering. Basically 24 hours a day, I was shivering. So in turn, I lost an enormous amount of weight. I think I had ended up losing like 13, 14, 15 pounds, um, which on my frame is a lot. I was skin and bones. Um, so that is something with the adrenal, like it's adrenal fatigue, adrenal failure. Um, that is something that goes along with the withdrawal process. So there's like a multitude of things happening in your body right now and your body fighting to heal, fighting to recover. And all I could keep telling myself was, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but I'm going to get through this. And there were days, many days, that it was one foot in front of the other. And some days I just couldn't get out of bed. And my husband at the time was working a swing shift. So he would, at least he was here in the mornings. When I couldn't go to work, he would just look at me and say, what can you do today? And it wasn't always easy. And it wasn't always nice. And I felt this pressure not his fault, but I felt this pressure on myself to just keep going and get up and do something. And our son was three at the time and he needed his mom. He needed me to feed him. He needed me to read to him. He needed me to play with him. So I did the most that I could. And fortunately at the time, we also had a nanny that was coming into the house. And so she didn't come when I was home, but when I needed to go to work, she would come and sort of take over. Um, 
but yeah, it, this is hard in a way because it just brings everything back. And I'm trying to really um, clearly and thoughtfully tell you the story so that you can relate to it. And most people went through it with me. My clients saw me through it. I have told the story many, many times, but I don't think the story truly ever gets any easier. And that's why it's hard to bring it out. But I think it's also part of my healing process to share it because so many people need to hear it. And I can't say enough the strength that it takes to overcome or to go through and hopefully overcome something that is as devastating and life-changing as a chronic illness. I've dealt with death. I've dealt with physical pain, emotional pain, divorce, pain, raising children. Um, and this is something that I am forever changed by. This is something that I have so much gratitude for that process. And I'm so proud of myself for walking through it and still continuing to walk through it six years later. And I think that's all I can share about it right now. But what I want to say is that because some people want to know when did I start to live life again normally. And for me, it was around 24 to 26 months withdrawal. So it took me a solid two years to where my skin actually felt like it had cleared. And, but I want to say that going forward in the year three, I still had, I still had a recovery process. I was very thin. I had not a lot of muscle mass. I needed to rebuild. I needed to become physically stronger again because I was emotionally strong. I had the strength of a warrior, but I needed to be able to lift myself again and lift my child from the ground from kneeling and that's where you know my love for fitness and thankfully I had my at-home fitness and my my support system there so it took me another year in year three and probably in year four to go through the the you know, the PTSD side of it that I feared going back. And, um, but I have to say um, that my awareness of self, my personal development, the fact that I still continue to now listen to uplifting podcasts and read books and listen to books and follow positive, inspirational people and pages and um, surround myself with positive people and, you know, live in a world of hope 
and joy and love and happiness and chasing that and fighting for that every single day is what I think sets me apart and continues to help me grow. And in closing, I want to share something with you all from um, someone that I follow and listen to his podcast. Um, Trent Shelton said this on a podcast recently. Your past pain will become someone else's future strength. And that just hit so home for me because... I know my past pain and sharing it so openly and vulnerably to others is helping someone else's future or their current situation. But I also know that my past pain is helping my future strength and my current strength. So... I'll leave you with that, and I'm so grateful. So that wraps up another episode. I am so grateful that you took the time to listen, and I hope that you learned something and that you have more knowledge about tropical steroid withdrawal and can spread awareness together. If you'd like to contact me, please don't hesitate to reach out via Instagram or my email. I will leave it in the show notes, um, but you can always find me on Instagram and Facebook at Lacey Huff. Thank you so much.